Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are reading Tuesday's reading of Holy Week in the Gospel of Matthew. So bear with me, today's reading is a little bit longer and I just hope that um, just really take the time to just like sit in it and listen to what was happening in the last week of Jesus's life. And this is just kind of what his Tuesday looked like. So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 21, verse uh, starting in verse 23, and then we're going to go all the way into chapter 23. And I'll be sectioning off each um each little section. So our first section is the authority of Jesus question. Jesus entered the temple courts and while he was teaching the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him, by what authority are you doing these things? They ask, and who gave you this authority? And Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? And they discussed it among themselves and said, well, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people for they all hold that John was a prophet. So he answered Uh, So they answered Jesus, we don't know. And then Jesus said, neither will I tell you about what authority I am doing these things. Then we go on to the parable of the two sons. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first son and said, son, go work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing, and he answered, I will, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. The parable of the tenants. Listen to Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servant and the tenants to collect his fruit. And the tenants seized the servants and they beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. 
But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, "This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take all of his inheritance." So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches and wrenched end. They reply, and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, "Have you never read in Scripture, the stone the builders reject has become the cornerstone, and the Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes." Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and anyone whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus's parables, they knew he was talking about them, and they looked for a way to arrest him. But they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that was he was a prophet. Chapter twenty-two, the parable of the wedding banquet. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come." Then he sent some more servants and said, "Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen, my fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet." But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servant, "The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find." So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find. The bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes, and he asked, "How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend?" The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, "Tie him, hand and foot, and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are invited, but few." Are chosen, paying the imperial tax to Caesar. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him. In his words, they sent their disciples to him along with Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you're a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. So tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, "You hypocrites! Why? Why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax." 
They brought him the denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. Marriage at the Resurrection The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offsprings for him. Now, if there are seven brothers among us, the first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother, and the same thing happened to the second brother, right down to the seventh. Finally, the woman dies. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be if the seven, since all of them were married to her? And Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scripture or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither be married nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. But... About the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. The Greatest Commandment Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees got together and one of them and the, an expert in the law tested him with this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Mm, this is for us right here, guys. And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Whose son is the Messiah? While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him a Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. From that day on, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. Chapter 23, and I will be reading verses 1 through 39. Warning against hypocrisy. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. 
They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on their people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. Sorry about that. They love the place of honor at banquet and at the most important seat in the synagogues. They love to be greeted by, with respect and in the marketplace and be called a rabbi by others. But they are not called rabbi for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father for you have one father and he is in heaven. Nor are you to call to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. In the last last section in Today's reading is the seven woes on the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourself do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Woe to you, blind guides. You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by that oath. You blind man, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and by any by the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matter of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the later without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out the gnat, but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. 
Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones and of dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not be taken part with them in the shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourself that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then, complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers. How will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all of the righteous blood that has been shed on earth. From the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Barakai, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly, I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent to you. How often have I longed to gather your children together as hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So that was today's Tuesday account of Holy Week. Told through the lens of Matthew and his gospel. It was a longer reading today. I will tell you so that I wasn't flipping back and forth in my personal Bible. I did read it off of the Bible Gateway um, website. And I read the NIV, the New International Version of it. I will go ahead and link that specific reference on the show notes um if if you wanted to maybe read through it or if you wanted to um listen through that app as well i told you that's what i'm using to listen to the gospels um once a month so i hope that you guys enjoyed today's reading and i will be back here tomorrow with wednesday's reading have a great tuesday